father's lightsaber. What? Lightsabers, precious? Hello, and welcome to What's Lightsabers Precious? The Lord of the Rings is Star Wars Encyclopodcast, where we waste time in fictional wikis. My name is Ryan. And my name is Joanna. It's been a little bit, so, uh, hi again. This is a very, very special episode. So normally, you know our format. You've listened before, maybe, if you're cool, where uh, I will teach Ryan one thing about Lord of the Rings, and he will teach me one thing about Star Wars. Yes, but this week we're going to teach you, the listener, which names truly have been the worst and the best in our worst name challenge? Thunderdome. The worst, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst game challenge. Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. So, if you've not seen it, we put out a poll to the people. This very easy quiz to fill out. And it was up to you, the listeners, and other people to rank them and tell us which is the worst and also which is the best. And so with a very complex algorithm I devised, I took the results, I crunched the numbers, I ran it through my supercomputer, it printed out a a dot matrix sheet with the results, and let me tell you, the results may shock you. Now, by a complex algorithm, do you mean counting? (laughs) No, I. You mean going like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Maybe that's. You mean like counting? Maybe that's complex for a girl, since you guys don't do math. Math is hard. No, what I did, I applied numerical values to the various results, and I added them up along with special values for the special questions at the end of the quiz. That is pretty much called counting. It's not counting though. Each each one had a specific uh, number attached to it. Yeah, so. just like when you count. Mm-hmm. Do you count by negative ones, Joanna? Do you count by twos? If you're advanced. You add, you add multipliers? If in, you're in advanced, count? you do. No, you don't. You All absolutely right. do not. Okay, you can't count that way. You heard it here first. You absolutely cannot count that way. And so we're going to go through the list today, kind of go through our, our top 28 names. There are 28 names. And kind of remind us who they all are. And uh, I think we should just talk about their names. And maybe, just so it's not a total downer and like a, a dunk fest, maybe we say something nice about each name. Okay. I can do that. that okay um, are we starting from the bottom and then going? We're starting from the bottom to like the top. Like least offensive to like shittiest? Egg. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Are you ready, Joanna? Yeah, I'm ready. Strap in, everybody. We're going to start with number 28. <laughs> the name that was considered to be the best of the worst, the name that was the least bad, was Salacious B. Crumb. Really? Yes. <laughs> I actually like that name. You know what? I think, honestly, like, I might have voted at least once that the name was not that bad. I think I did, too, because as soon as I said that one, I did the episode about Salacious B. Crumb. Go back a few episodes. It's one of those. As soon as I put it out there, it's like, you know, this name actually rules. I shouldn't put it on the list, but I did anyway. If you don't remember Salacious B. Crumb, he is Jabba the Hutt's little jester. He's a Kowakian monkey lizard. He is a jokester and a prankster and gets people killed. And we love him Which a lot. is objectively funny, but but his name is not. Salacious B. Crumb. His name has all the dignity of a man in the 16th century wearing a powdered wig, sitting in the House of Lords, arguing about should we starve the peasants just a little bit or a lot of it. That's how much dignity it has. Yes. That's a lot of dignity. And we did find out that the B might stand for bread. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does, maybe. Salacious, let's get this bread crumb. That's number 28. So I think we've already said nice things about Salacious B. Crumb's name. I think you mentioned how it sounds like a House of Lords guy. Yes. I agree. I think it's a perfect name for what he is. I think that's one of these names where it's like, 
that character could be named nothing else than Salacious B. Crumb. And I also feel like it's not one that he phoned in, like Commander Gree, right. which is green with the end taken off and the guy wears green armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, green. I just noticed that. Wow. Green, Gree. Moving along. Number 27. A little orc named Ratbag the Coward. Can you remind us who this fella is? Yep, so Ratbag the Coward is an orc character from Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor and Middle-Earth Shadow of War, both of them video games. Yes. He wants to be a war chief, but he's weak as hell, so he can't lift a sword. So he befriends the hero of the game, thinking this will help him rise in the ranks of orcdom, but I haven't played it, so I don't know how. Well, let me tell you, it does. He tells you where these orc commanders are, and you do the mission to kill the orc commander, and then all Ratbag squiggles in and takes his place. That is very sh- Shrewd. Smart for an orc. Yeah. Which is like a way of saying a terrible person. So Ratbag the Coward, we put this as a, as a terrible name. Yeah. I don't know why. Literally, okay, so he's Bag of Rats and he's also a coward. Oh yeah, I guess it is kind like, of Like, those aren't very flattering. Those aren't very flattering. But as a human being, well, he's also really terrible. And he's also not a human being. So I really have nothing nice to say about him except that he's shrewd. I think Ratbag the Coward, again, it likes Slacious Crumb is a name that only that guy could have. It is a only that name. guy could pull it off. Only that guy could pull it off. You know, some people are like, that, that she's definitely a, a Tiffany. Or he, he's, he's definitely... A lance, right? We see Ratbag the Coward, like, oh, that's a Ratbag. Yeah. There's no way that guy's yeah. going to be named Jason the Coward. No, it can't be. And, and much as um, that that guy called Brian, who always wears, like, a bow tie and a trilby, and, and thinks that he's the only one who could pull off that look, Ratbag is the only one who could pull off this name. It's truly a, a, a bespoke name. I also bet that Brian, in your class, could not lift a sword. Just like Ratbag. He, he says he studied the blade, but he he did not. Number 26. Kirk Windjammer. Oh, now Kirk Windjammer is just a sick ass name. He's named after a very good battle frisbee game. (laughs) Our favorite called Windjammers. And no, he is, if you remember, he was actually the first competitor I put forth into the worst name challenge. And even then, I knew it was kind of a cool name. I thought it was kind of a dorky 90s name. But it's actually, like, very cool. It's actually kind of cool. So he was a, an owner of C-3PO and R2-D2 from the planet of Vancor, and he was a guy who had a ship called the Sea Skimmer, which was, a like, a shipping vessel. Yeah. And he needed droids for that. I mean, that was basically his story. That sounds neat. Is that the nice thing we're saying about him? No, he said his name. It sounds awesome. And he's named after an awesome Frisbee game called Windjammers. You haven't played that. Check it out. Kirk Windjammer is not in it, but... Check it out. It's from 1994. They have, no, the listen, hottest, listen. most lit new game. No, shut up. They have remakes. They have, uh, they have they remastered it for the Switch and for the PS4. You Hell can, yeah. So you can buy it on there and on, yeah. on your new systems and play it. Everybody's at, hopping on the Windjammers train. HD. You can play online Windjammers now. God. It sounds like a place to be. So basically, this is a, this is a promotion of the game Windjammers. Uh, Kirk Windjammer... You're okay, too. In fact, everything leading up, like the entire year and a half we've been doing this podcast, it's all been leading up to this stealth plug for Windjammers. Yes. All right, who's next? Number 25. Ephant Mon. Ephant Mon? They don't think is bad? Ephant Mon, I was surprised how quickly he got dunked on because- Are people aware that it is like an extremely lame play on the name Elephant Man? And he looks exactly like the Elephant Man. Like, maybe people weren't aware yeah. of that. Maybe people didn't get it. If you don't know who Ephant Mon is, he is a guy who lives in Jabba's palace. He looks like an elephant. His species is called a Shevin, and he's a weapons dealer to the Rebellion. But he looks like an elephant, and his name is Ephant Mon, and he's an, a man shaped like an elephant. I don't know. I feel like maybe people didn't get that. Did they see a picture of him? Maybe they didn't see a picture of him. I, I'm the, there was I'm, no picture in the quiz. Every time the poll had a picture of him. Oh, really? Every time. Then there's no excuse. Ephant Mon. That's a, that's a crappy name. It should have been higher. 
Yeah, I was surprised. So what's something nice you can say about Effent Mon? The weapons dealer who looks like an elephant man. Well, apparently his name doesn't suck as much as I thought. Well, that's not a compliment. That's like... I mean, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts to be a weapons dealer. It really does. It really so he's does. got guts, presumably, with which he, he digests. I think it's a good name for like uh, a reggae guy. Effent man. Oh my god, that is really. We are not <laughs> going there. with you. We are not going there. A white reggae guy. Uh huh. Named Effent man. He's like, yeah, Rasta. I'm wearing the hat. Even I'm, I'm wearing the hat. I'm a white man who plays hockey sack in college. That's what Rasta ja, said. Ja, ja, ja. You can tell him, Rasta, I'm wearing the hat. Big it up, big it up. Oh my god. Okay. It's not racist if it's about a white guy. Oh, you found the loophole. I did. Amazing. Who's next? Who's next? Number 24. Mr. Dud Bolt. Dud Bolt. So a lot of the Star Wars names are low on this One list. One thing that you'll notice on this list is there are more Star Wars names than Lord of the Rings names. That's because Joanna kept on ripping out absolute bangers that were just... They would go for several weeks. Right. And I'd have to keep on pulling out the stops. And thankfully, Star Wars has no shortage of bad names. Lord of the Rings actually does. So I'm really glad that there were a couple bangers. But Dud Bolt... He's from our pod racing episode. He is a little pod race. He looks kind of like a warthog. Oh, he's the one that goes like... No, that's Rats Tyrell. Oh, okay, sorry. Come on. Dud Bolt. Dud Bolt. We didn't actually talk about him as a character. We talked about him as a bad name. He looks like a warthog. There's not much else about him. His name is Dud Bolt. He's kind of like a... Like a, a tool. He's, probably, he's a big jerk. He's like, we hear off the track. Well, you know what? Something, something nice that I can say about him? Yeah. He didn't go... That's true. Which is a stupid noise, but he didn't do it. He's not. He's blameless in that. He's blameless. I think he's a little cute. Yeah. Picture of Dud Bolt. Show me a picture of Dud Bolt. I'll I'll be the judge of if he's a little cute. He's kind of ugly cute. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. I will say he's a character I played as in the pod racing video game. You will say that. I will say that. That's a nice thing to say about him, and he's pretty good actually. Okay. Fairly fast, good rounded stats. Would you say he's like the dry bones of the pod race game? Um. Yes. Okay. That's all you need to know, because Dry Bones is the only valid character. For skeletons. What's next? Number 23. Shaggy. Sh- <laughs> Joanna, you, remember, you can tell us about Shaggy. Well, Shaggy is a Jedi who is just Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and no, he's called Shaggy. He's Shaggy. He's yeah, like- but he is, he is drawn to look exactly like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes. He is Shaggy. Shaggy. Shag- Zoinks. Shaggy um, is a Jedi from the animated Clone Wars. Not the CGI one, but the 2D one by Gennady Tartakovsky. A nice thing I will say about Shaggy is I, lo- I, love, I loved his work with, uh, with Mr. Inc. He did get killed by General Grievous almost immediately upon showing up. As Shaggy would. As Shaggy would. I mean, I don't think I can say bad things about Shaggy since he is, like, powerful now. Yeah, That's well, meme, according right? to the internet, is that Shaggy is, like, this eternal, like, just infinitely powerful demigod. So I will say, um, all praise Shaggy. I welcome our Shaggy overlord. Please don't smite me. I love you, Shaggy. All right. What's next? Next, next. Number 22. Nob. Nob. Okay, so about Nob. Here's a little, a little about your boy Nob. He is one of Butterbur's bus boys. That is all I wrote down. Butterbur's bus boys. One of Butterbur's bus boys. One of Butterbur's bus boys. Okay, one nice thing I can say about Nob, despite being named like penis. Hey. What? Um. So when what? So you know he had that whole experience where he was working at the Prancing Pony, and then Black Riders came there and like scared the pajamas off everyone. Well, when Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Pippin returned to the Prancing Pony a year after they had left the first time, he was still working there. So he's a very loyal employee. 
you know, when I hire an employee, I, look, I don't look at their, their college. I don't look at their previous work experience. I look for the time they spend. I want someone who's going to be dedicated. I look for, for how many attacks by black writers they survive. That's what I look for. Because I want someone who's going to work really hard and not complain when I give them minimum wage for years. It doesn't ask for a raise. And that's what it means to truly be dedicated to this company. This is your company, too. You you have a share in this company. Except not like a literal share. And not really much of a financial share, either. I mean, a share of the responsibility with very little recompense. So, again, thank you, Nob, for your service. This is your $20, your your $20 Olive Garden certificate for Christmas. It's not even going to be Olive Garden. No, it's, it's gonna not. Be like, it's going to be like Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to have any baked potatoes either, Nob. Yeah. So the thing about Nob, very short. Three letters long. Everyone yeah. knows it. Everyone can say it. One syllable. Hey, Nob! Nob! Hey, Nob! Hey, Nob! Nob! Really quick. Which is probably why he was hired. I think so. All right. That's Nob. Who's next? I think Nob is short for something. Is yeah. Like Nobbert? Definitely Nobbert. Noblin. Noblin. I like it. All right. He's number 22. Oh, I also have a picture of him. It's very good. Oh, yeah. Nob. What does he look like in that picture? He looks like he saw a ghost. And and it just got rid of all the rendering on his skin. And smelled a fart at the same time. It scared him straight out of his rendering. He saw a fart ghost and it smelled bad and it scared him. He's also wearing like a knotted, like the knotted sleeves of a sweater over his chest. So he's definitely going on daddy's yacht Kind of like a yacht club boy, right? Like why daddy is making him work at this inn, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway. So that's number 22. So how do you feel about the ranking so far as far as our best? going to my way of thinking like not what i would have picked but it's not up to me it's the people's choice it's the people's choice you are the the crazed spectators of the thunderdome banging on the cage telling master blaster to smash max like the audience decides what they want it's not up for me no it's not i mean in that way the audience run barter town truly truly it's the people's barter town number 21 darth millennial Darth, I'm surprised Darth Millennial wasn't higher. I think you probably are too. Yeah, I am too. I think this, I mean, if you don't remember Darth Millennial, he's the one, he's the Sith Lord who officially killed the napkin industry. He loves avocado toast. He doesn't, he's not interested in buying a home. Like, not even interested in any kind of, like, having a family, contributing any stability to this society. He just bucks tradition, and he he doesn't care about anyone but himself. And Joe Biden doesn't have any sympathy for him. Joe Biden has zero sympathy, because um, Darth Millennial did not grow up on the mean streets of Scranton, Pennsylvania, so. Yeah, definitely. Now, Darth Millennial was a three-eyed mutant Sith who lived in the ancient times a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Troculus Mentioned him when he talked about the prophecy of the three-eyed... Raven? Yeah, three-eyed raven. Ah, by the way, I'm here. It's me, Bran. I'm staring at you. Probably silently judging you. I've been staring the whole time. No, Strackler said this. It was known by the ancients that a dark lord with three eyes has a secret strength possessed by a none other. And Darth Millennial was, in fact, that ancient dark lord. Wait, he had three eyes? He had three eyes. He was a mutant. What is it up with, like, all these Sith lords having three eyes? It's part of, like... He's the... literally the third one we've discussed. Well, he was the one that was referenced in the prophecy, and Tracklist is supposed to be... Or Triclops, I guess, supposed to be the, the second coming of that but... kind of dark lord. Oh, he was the OG three-eyed remember, they, they had the, the dark uh, prophets. Yes. Prophets to the dark side. Well, isn't that orbs. the one where they just like break? Yeah, they just like break balls. <laughs> they just bust some balls. And their leader was a total scam artist, but he was he was true about a couple three eyed dudes. That was out. from um, the Star Wars series that we went through. That was from the not uh, Galaxy of Fear. No, it was from uh, Jedi Prince. Jedi Prince, yeah. Jedi Prince series. Say so, something nice about him, why don't you, Darth Millennial? Uh, well, I'm 
I have sympathy for him because he's never going to be able to retire. Never going to be able to retire. He's never going to pay off those student loans. Uh, I think he has a lot of a lot of gumption and good ideas for the future. And I think that more people should listen to him. Yeah. Instead of just dismissing him out of hand. Right. A little bit more respect for all the Darth Millennials out there. Yeah. All these, uh, the Darth, the Darth Boomers out there need to, like, understand that some Darth Millennials just, uh, they got a different way of looking at things, and it might not be the wrong way of looking and at Darth things. And Darth Gen Xers, you can feel free to, like, step in and defend, like, any time. Stop pledging allegiance to Darth Boomer, Darth, Darth Xer. Like, like they're, it, it's Darth, never Darth gonna Millennial you. needs your help, too, buddy. Yeah. He's, a, he's just a little Sith Lord, and you're, like... You're kind of waffling between the two and kind of leaning toward Darth Boomer sometimes. And I really wonder where your allegiance lies. Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Who's next? Turn 20. Whore. 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 Full name. Kilor. <laughs> There's K's in front of it. Wait, so like, nickname whore, full name Kilor. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's K-K-H apostrophe, O-A-R apostrophe, R-R-H-R. Huh, okay, yeah. Kahor. He's a Tusken Raider, uh, featured most prominently in the Masters of Terras Kasi fighting game for the PS1. Dope. Uh, Star Wars fighting game. I read some of his backstory that I didn't read before, and apparently he was Force-sensitive. What? And he was- Whore was? He was part of the village that, You didn't tell me that before! I didn't know it before. He was part of the village that Anakin goes and kills in episode two. Who got killed by Anakin? No, 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 he was one of the survivors. They oh. killed his whole village. They though. killed the women and the children, but they spared the whores. And so he was really an angry man until he met a Terras Kasi master who taught him how to do martial arts and fight in the Terras Kasi arena. Oh, yeah. So he had a. He had a so he went all zen. He, he, a, he learned how to like air bend. He got a special gaffy stick that could split into two. What good does that do? Well, the regular gaffy. Yeah, stick. I had one stick before. Now I got two sticks. Well, it's two, so you can do wieldies. Oh, you're hitting people with the sticks. You know, Gaffy stick, that's the thing that the, that Tusken Raider raises over Luke's head. The yeah, stick. so he got one that could split in two. Yeah, a bisected Gaffy stick. And then he'd have two. So that's whore. Whore, cool. What's his good point? Uh, his good point is that he's fun to play as in Terrace Kasi, the fighting game. All right, that's that's it. What do you that's have to say good about him? I think he's very brave to leave the house with a name like that. Yeah, again, a name I was surprised to be so low in the list. I feel a lot of these names, maybe in text, don't carry the weight of saying them out yeah, loud. Yeah, maybe when you say them out loud, then you realize, oh, it sounds like whore. It sounds like a prostitute. Oh my god, that's funny. That is a bad name. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, I didn't even realize until I said it out loud that it sounds uh, like a prostitute thing. Sounds like a sex thing. You know, oh good, my god. Good for you, whore, for having supporters out there. Some people are very sex positive, it turns They are, out. they are. They don't want to shame sex workers. Or people who are named after sex yeah, workers. Yeah. <laughs> This is my son, Hooker. Um, <laughs> next. Number 19. A mysterious character named Jert. Jert. Oh my god, so Jert is, guys, in the twist of the century, J.R.R. Tolkien himself. Specifically, J.R.R. Tolkien's childhood nickname. Because J.R.R.T. looks like Jert. Looks like Jert, indeed. Oh, good things to say. I mean, I feel like I've said a lot of good things about Tolkien. He writes good books. He writes good books. He's a fairly decent illustrator. Great artist, actually. He's a good family man. They got Nicholas Holt to play him in a film that's they, out in theaters at this moment. They did. You can see it now. Or you can see Detective Pikachu. Or you can see both. That's the good thing yeah, about nice. J.R. Tolkien. I'm surprised he's so low on the list. I mean, that nickname is... I think Jert is really funny. But I think a, that might be another one where you have to say it out loud before you realize, oh, wait, that's funny. Yeah. Number 18. Not Lewiski Papanoida. Okay, okay, all right, fair. So, again, if you don't remember Not Lewiski Papanoida, he... It's George Lucas. 
No, it's not Lewis. Isn't that funny that the J.R.R. Tolkien no. and yeah, that Jert and Papanoida got together? I think it is funny, but right I, don't know, each other. I don't know. We keep saying he's George Lucas. He's a different man. Because if you look at his face, it is the face of George Lucas. But his name is not Lewiski. Yeah, I know. That's I know they put that in there to throw you off. But get this. What if they just put that in there to throw you okay, off? I'm going to this picture again. Oh my gosh, I just remembered. He's George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. That is so, the face of a man who is called George Lucas. Not Lewiski Papanoida in the films is the cameo part that George Lucas played in uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's George Lucas, but he's blue. And he has a really big hat on. In the narrative, he's a baron of the Pantoran system. Sure, he would be. He's a statesman and a playwright. Oh, what did he write? Uh, a, um, little, a little story called... Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman. <laughs> Wars. Death of a Salesman Wars. Uh, multiple people with multiple, like, elderly fathers who they don't particularly get along with. They battle their fathers, like Pokemon. And he went back later That's and Death did, of a Salesman uh, Wars. Death of a Salesman Episode 4. That's, that's, sorry, Death of a Salesman Wars Episode 4, uh, Special Edition. And he added in all the things he forgot to add, like a big CGI dad that walks in front of the screen constantly. Yeah. In front of the stage constantly, sorry. Big CGI dad. Yeah. Now, he is a senator. He was friends with Bail Organa and spent a lot of time watching plays and musicals at the Performance District, which is where we find him in episode three. He's going to the same opera as Palpatine and Anakin. This is like George Lucas's OC. You think? I mean, I guess like all, all the characters I that all he made up are OCs, but this is <laughs> this like is his, his self insert. He's a real Mary yeah. Sue that's not Lewiski Papanoida. Yeah, he definitely is. What do you have nice to say about not Lewiski Papanoida? Well, I'm assuming that since he is a self insert, he is very sexy, strong, and capable, and every female character in the story wants him. It's not directly stated, but I'm assuming that's true. I mean, I can only speak for me, but. You want him? Yeah. My eyes are bugging out of my eye, but when I skull like a freaking cartoon wolf as I'm looking at this picture. Ow! You're like Ow, banging on the table, your tail yeah. is thumping. Hello, nurse. Awesome. Who's next? Number 17. Savage Opress. Savage Opress. This is Darth Maul's bro. His bro- yellow brother. He's yellow. Uh, he's got crazier horns in his bro. And he goes looking for his long lost brother, Darth Maul, even though everyone thinks Darth Maul is dead. Salvaggio Press knows my brother's out there somewhere. I will find him. And he is. And he finds him. If you watch a solo story, the solo story wow. of a solo adventure by Han Solo, you will see that. If you watch the Clone Wars cartoon, it's probably my favorite little arc that I have is, is Salvaggio Press finding Darth Maul. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice things to say about Salvaggio Press. Uh, well, he was raised by the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Which, you know, no. not nothing to sneeze at. Definitely not. I would say I really appreciate the fact that you know what you're in for. Like, if his name was like. I don't know, like Greg Smiley, you'd be like, oh my god, what a nice guy. He probably like says things like, I'm a hugger. <laughs> and then you'd meet him and you'd be like, oh god. He, he's, he's yellow just, and has he, horns. He's yellow and has horns. He just ran me through with a beam Blade? of light. Yeah. Like, this this doesn't match, but Savage Oppressed, you know what he's going to do. Yeah. Again, that's Savage Oppressed. Yeah. Well, no, he's, well gonna- he's going to oppress and Savage you then. Again, I think it's a name that's really on the nose, but you're right. It fits the character pretty well. And I mean, one last thing I'll say about him, too. Voiced by Mr. Clancy Brown. Oh! Also known as, as uh, Kurgan and Highlander and Mr. Krabs. Good job, Savage Press. Money, 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 money. Oh, money, money, money. SpongeBob. Number 16. Borborgamus Gog. Okay, here we go with the Borborgamus, which is just like the sound of your your tummy rumbling. Tummy rumbles Gog. Yeah. yeah, tummy rumbles Gog. So, so tummy rumbles Gog, if you didn't listen to those episodes, which you should because they're pretty cool... He's from the Galaxy of Fear series. He is the main villain of the part which we read in that yeah. series. He is a Shiito shapeshifter. 
and arch rival of Uncle Hool, who's also a shapeshifter. And he was entrusted with Project Starscream, which was a huge failure from beginning to end. Six Every times single failure. part of it failed, and yet they they refused to cut his funding. They just kept him limping along. So, um, so yeah, a, a, a terrible scientist. I have nothing good to say about Borgamus Gog. He is a he is a dreadful man, uh, just a weak, pathetic little stooge, and he sucks at science. But you know what he rules at? What? Catfishing teenagers. That's true. <laughs> if he had just stuck with that, like if he had invented the show Catfish yeah. in a galaxy far, far away long, long ago, um, then I would respect that because he's going with his talents. Again, he pretended to be a hot teenage boy on the holonet to lure Tasha Ronda into his web of and deceit. And it worked. And it completely worked. He just, he pretended to be woke, basically, which I feel like is what yeah. dudes still All, do on the internet nowadays. He's a soft boy is what he he's is. He's a soft boy. Oh my God. He's just like faking being woke. Or Borgamus Gog, soft boy. Yep, that's what he is. Who's next? Number 15. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. All right, so that is Tinder, not with an E-R, but just with an R. Tinder was a male dwarf residing in the region of Thorn's Gate sometime before the War of the Ring. Okay. He asked a fellow dwarf to help him repair the fissures in the walls. Oh. That's, that's the only thing he ever did. That, that, that's it? He's a character from Lord of the Rings Online. Oh. Okay. You get you get a quest from him and he's like, repair the fissures in the walls. Tinder. He's it's good that he's so attentive to detail and he's doing preventive maintenance before it actually breaks. That's very good. That's I mean, just sound practice. This is an apology to Tinder. Uh his name is not the app's name. Is missing, I know. Is the app letter. name actually does have an E in it. So I thought it was like Tumblr where they got rid of the E. I, that's how all apps are. You see that thing they have? It's emblems. No. It's A-M-B-L-N-Z. Is it Ambulance? It's literally a private ambulance service as an app. It's wow, like, nothing's hipper than an ambulance. But Emblins. Oh. Yeah, so sorry, Tinder. So like, Your name looks like a tech startup name, but it's, it's not- actually not, and I wronged you, and I'm sorry, you and know, good luck with the Fishers. You are a quality, quality dwarf. Yes. So, Adrian, let's take a quick break from our worst name, Thunderdome, to talk about something we did. Last weekend. Yep, something that, well, I'm not going to say it could only be done in Detroit, but it could only be done in as a Detroitish way. Yeah, very- In Detroit. Very, and this is not just kind of like, yeah, we went to an abandoned building and spray painted a homeless man. No, we didn't do that. That's not, I mean, we did something that's very uh, germane to the podcast. Uh, it was an event put on by an art collective in Detroit. Or they rented out a, a warehouse and held what they called Space Dive. And by Space Dive, I mean basically they recreated the most Isley Cantina, which looked uncannily like the most Isley Cantina. They had a stage with, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. I'll just let you listen. Right. Now, again, this is Space Dive. This is not the most Isley Cantina. There is no relation to Lucasfilm, Disney, uh, Legally, ILM. it is distinct. Legally distinct. It is a Space Dive. No, don't mind the stormtroopers walking around, the Twi'lek dancers. No, no, no. Just, uh, it's a space dive. Also, um, we might swear a lot in this. I have not listened to it, but I know that we were very drunk on Blue Drink. Yeah, so we brought our recorder and we did some on-the-spot report- recording. I don't remember all that we said, but uh, we'll find out. I guess it'll be entertaining. You'll find out. So yeah, let's take a listen to our on-the-spot, in the zone, in the in the field, embedded reporting on Space Dive Five. So we are on our way to the Space Dive in our. YT 2010 model ship, the Civic Duty, and <laughs> the Civic Duty. 
We're in a red Honda Civic is what she means. And we're to downtown Detroit where every year on May 4th they do a Star Wars cantina. I'm not sure exactly what it entails because we've never been before. Uh, probably drinking blue milk straight out the boob and listening to some jizz. I can't wait to hear that sweet, sweet jizz in my ears. So we are dressed up in, in costumes here. Um, what's I your character am, like, Joanna? So my character is wearing raised pants, <laughs> uh, okay. a, a, a silk shirt from a very old Effie Trinket costume, and a little, a little fuzzy cardigan that my mommy gave me one time. Okay, that's what you're wearing, but what does it mean? What's it mean? all together? What is this? What does this look? Who is this character? God, I don't know. Who do you I just embody like put some evening? stuff on my face. <laughs> I so think I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of imperious. You're imperious, but yes. not imperial. Not imperial, but kind of imperious. imperious. Like, uh, like maybe I'm somebody important on a foreign planet, but the planet's like kind of a backwater, so nobody knows or cares. Sure. That's kind of how I envision myself. What about you? Uh, well, I'm going as the uh, a Cantina Wolfman. Not Lax Sivrak, because he died with his love, Dice Ibagon. They did. They died together. His Florin Lamproid love. So I think I'm like his his cousin. My name is um, Snack Livrak. Your name is Snack? Are you Snack from front to back? I, I'm a Snack from front to back. And I'm just going to pick up some Florin Lamproids like my dear cousin. Uh, uh, lack. You're gonna so. end up just like him. You know what? You know what, though? I think it's... Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. I think it's an okay way to go. Yeah. Um, I think that it's kind of like a crime that you're actually wearing a mask because you have Star Wars hair, which is to say your well, hair looks vaguely like hair from the 1970s. That's why I'm a little different than Lack. I don't have the full Wolfman face. I have right. my face to be exposed and my... Um, you have a man face. You're like a... You're not a Wolfman, you're a man wolf. I'm like part... Yeah, I think I'm part Shivastanen. And, but I have like, I have, I'll have my um, my signature fringe showing, so that'll be good. Shavasanian sounds like a kind of yoga. It also sounds like a Star Wars Wolfman, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a Star Wars Wolfman who does yoga while um, drinking mimosas. I like and that. And live, laugh, loves. That's Snack Live Rack right there, baby. Yeah, that's you. All right. So Joanna will think about her character some more instead of just seeing what pants she's wearing. And uh, well, The pants are the character, Ryan. If you, don't, if you look at these pants and you know what kind of character I am, then, like, I can't help you. That's just, like, a deficiency of imagination. Well, maybe you're a species of alien where the you're actually just the pants. I'm just the pants. And everything else is just a projection. Everything else, like, the pants are the actual sentient part. Everything else is growth. Yeah. Or maybe, it's, like a, growth. maybe it's a parasite that's grown onto this rich lady's legs. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, we'll report when we get to the space dive on our, our adventure here. We're here at the Space Dive. <laughs> what do you think so far, Joanna? It's pretty dope. I'm pretty glad it wasn't dope. Ray because there's already Ray. So basically, it's in what looks like what used to be a warehouse in Detroit. Yeah. And uh, the doors are open. Everybody's sort of like milling around inside. Outside, there is a fire over here. People are sitting on some tires. Yeah, there's a tire fire. There's also... There's a tire fire. I think that's a little bit different. There's some Imperial presence here. I think we better be careful. Yeah. Uh... Oh, they're right over there. They're looking at us. They're looking right at us. Okay, okay. No, we're not recording. Oh, God. Here comes... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so we are in the warehouse. It is like a hell of a decor job they have done here. It literally in the other room looks just like Moist Island Canteen. It is crazy. You have a bunch of drunk Detroit area youth introducing each other to our friends. This is my friend. Oh, this is my friend. Oh, I see you've met my friend. Oh, my Lots friends. of friends. All my these friends. friends. Um, so there's a concert going on in the room next to that. And then if you go through that, 
there is a room, very, very, how can I say, shabby chic. Uh, definitely looks like an abandoned factory. Um, and they have a giant screen, and they are showing A New Hope with all the deleted seeds added in. Right. We're watching and this scene right now with R2-D2, and there are subtitles for him when he talks. We are sitting in old theater seats that are sort of bolted to these rolly carts, and we are drinking blue milk. Um, with vodka. With vodka. Actually, so you can have any kind of liquor, they just make it blue. So this is just like straight vodka, but dye blue. It's blue milk. It's blue milk. It's blue milk, isn't it? And there's people having lightsaber fights in the back. The decor slaps. Um, this is extremely good. It's extremely cool. More reports as we get them. But it's not just a new hope. They're showing other things too. Right now are we watching the 90s parody film Troops, which I remember downloading from theforce.net when I was in like middle school. Now, have they inserted it seamlessly into A New Hope? Is this, are we to understand that this troops was taking place concurrently in real time? Wow, they just shot it and his head got on fire. Yeah, so if you've ever seen troops, it's a parody of cops but with stormtroopers and they are shooting Jawas in the desert. And I thought this like was the height of comedy. real police. Similar? That's what police yes. do. Coincidence? I think not. Don't say that too loud because a real stormtrooper just walked in. Oh, yeah, yeah. We love the Empire. <laughs> You're blocking the screen! Okay, so what you don't understand... Holy cow. Okay, so they're, they're including all this footage that was, like, deleted or changed later. I don't know where they got this footage. But, like, literally, you know that part where Tarkle's brother-in-law gets, uh, or cousin gets choked out by Darth Vader? Like, Darth Vader's eyes turned red, and, like, the perspective got all weird. It and got the all dude blurry. Started, like, bleeding from his nose. Like, I feel like I... I feel like this is a Mandela effect thing. Like, this I'm is, in an alternate universe where Star Wars is slightly different. It's gotta be some kind of fan special edition nonsense going on here. I was kind of sick. I mean, like, I was just excited to see... Tarkles, because you know I oh, like Tarkles. Tarky, baby. And then, like, that stuff happened. Like, what? Like, I feel like... Like, what? I feel like I... I feel like I... What's what's something a drug person would say? I feel like I smoked a bowl. I feel like I smoked a single crack rock. And now I'm seeing things. What is this music? Okay, now they're playing, like... Like, prog rock music over Star Wars. Wouldn't it be funny if it was Johnny Cash's Hurt? <laughs> in the scene and it's black and white and the music is different there's no it's like straight prog rock we're seeing all of our friends we know and love we see uh, Cabe at the bar we saw Danic Jericho a minute ago where's Dr. Evazon? he'll show up in a sec there he is isn't that him? No, that was um, that was, that was Hornman that's Malak oh sorry I didn't realize there were like two Satans in this bar there's only one Dr. Amazon's not a Satan, you know that. His Greedo. This is so wild. What is this version? It's in black and white up. as well, by the way. You need to look up afterwards what this version is. This looks like a, yeah, this looks like some crazy. There's like, a Java with a guitar now. What? This is a music video. There, there's a guy on a stage like playing guitar. What is going on? What is going on? This guy that looks kind of like Mark uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. This version is out of control. Maybe it's just because I just drank like a bunch of vodka really fast, but I'm like losing my mind over this version. Yeah, bro, it's weird. Han Solo's voice is deep as hell. Like every time, like it's like um, there used to be this guy that was on a local radio station in Detroit called Alan Allman, and he's like, it's Pillow Talk with Alan Allman. He talks super deep. It's supposed to turn you on. Han Solo's voice is hitting me like that. Like his every word is just like reverberating through my pelvis. Is it giving you ASMR? Kind of, but like horny ASMR. Horny ASMR. Is there a difference? <laughs> Bye. Society, okay. You ever notice how when you're alive, 
it's all about like how ambitious you are, like how much you achieve, like how much of a climber you are socially and like in your job and stuff like that. But after you die, everybody wants to talk about how big your heart was. That's what matters. It only matters after you're dead. What if you have a big heart in life, but you're not particularly ambitious? Like nobody's gonna celebrate that until you die. That's bull roar. We should celebrate people who are ambitious, that have big hearts. What I'm saying is Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew, rest in power, my friend, you big-hearted rookie boy. May you roar in heaven. I had so much vodka. Joanna's getting all philosophical now. I'm loving it. I think people here might be smoking marijuana. I don't think it's marijuana. I think it's the space leaf known as tobacco. Or perhaps a more high-potency spice, such as Booster Blue or Glitter Stim. It smells sticky and icky. No, you're thinking of Darth Icky. No, I'm thinking of Weed Leaves. You're thinking of Darth Weed Leaves. I don't know, Joanna. We'll figure it out. I'm scared. Hold my hand. It's loss. It's sadness. It's inadequacy. This is what happens when your parents have the hubris to tear a soul from the void and force it into this fleshy confinement to suffer. Life is just decades of suffering and then you die, Luke. You're 19. It's about time you realize that. Luke. Thanks. And I spent a lot of episodes filling your brain with awful extended universe Star Wars knowledge. Watching it now, knowing what you know, the, the, the forbidden knowledge you've been treated to, does it make the movie better or make it worse? Worse. <laughs> that no was quick. Hesitation. No hesitation. Here's the thing. I think it's much better if you just watch the movies and then you have your own ideas about the extended universe. For example, my ideas involve Looney Tunes characters being very, very bad at running scams. So, Jackson. Yeah. That's the part I choose to take. But don't you like seeing, like, hey, it's Danic Jericho. I know that guy. Or, hey, it's Biggs. I know that guy. Yes, kind of. But I like to think of my own story of what happened to them. Oh, okay. For example, okay. I think Danic Jericho doesn't pay his taxes. And I think Biggs has been arrested for minor credit card fraud. <laughs> Joanna, please, please, yeah. please. <laughs> the extended universe would, would argue with that. Uh, the Legends continuity especially. Uh, we'll talk about this off the mic, but uh, you've got some corrections to make, my dear. Don't, basically, your headcanon is stupid. Why can't I come up with my own headcanon? Is it really stupider than some of the headcanons we've seen? Jackson is a masterpiece. Now, and it's like got a sick club beat over it. We are like... Joanna's I moving. I can't even stop the beats. Joanna's like in the Eurobeat zone right now. She's like, oh yeah, get on the dance floor. Okay, all right. Fuck yeah. I'm going to eat cigarettes and beer. You're not ordinary fella. I, yeah. I listen to techno song about Barbara's I love to see a Death Star trench run with a, with a Eurobeat beat over it. Yeah, baby. Okay. I drink so much, but I don't even feel sick. I feel awesome. You're going to feel sick tomorrow. It's the throne room scene, and they're playing the Princess Why Leia song so from the Christmas holidays. Well, she's down in her mind, and she barely knows what she yeah. is. She's the like, she, she sings the words to the Star Wars song. I'm in love. This is great, man. This is like the best version of Star Wars. This is like the best <laughs> possible way to see it. I'm obsessed. Top of the hut scene where Jabba's a fat man in a fur coat. Oh, wait. <laughs> what just That's happened? Jabba the Hutt in the original. You've been watching. And then later decided he was 
The War of the Stars. An edit by the man behind, behind the mask. We gotta download this when we get home. This is awesome. Yeah, man. Top notch, man behind the mask. Watching The Empire Strikes Back now, and they cut out pretty much anything with. Um, uh oh, those are ATATs. I know what ATATs look like, and those are stars. That's an app for sure. There's no people in this, though. It's just ships. Hey, well, this is the ships only version, maybe. I haven't seen anything with Luke. I haven't seen a Tauntaun once. In this version of Star Wars, Luke is dead. It's all ships from here on out, baby. Yeah, and they're cute. You think so? ATATs are super cute. I always thought so. You don't think so? They're like big, angry space dogs. I think they're like puppies. I want to snuggle them. They're also a weapon of fascist military units. That's not their fault. They didn't ask to be born. Just like me. I'm also a weapon of fascism, but I, I didn't ask to be born. You're just like an ATAT, Joanna. Just shooting shit out of your mouth. That's how I live my life. Oh no, they're gonna trip it. This is also what people do to me. And there's they no cut to people being like, one more pass. It's just a chip flying around. They don't need that. I went to go get a hot dog from a vendor outside. And Joanna watched a German variety of Star Wars. So what did I miss? Okay, so, okay. Okay, so. There was this guy who was dressed up like, um, like, uh, like Han Solo. Another guy was dressed up like CCPL. Another person who was dressed up like Luke, I guess. It's supposed to be Luke. It's hard to tell. Okay. Okay, Han Solo had like porn stash, but I mean, it's 70s, so like everybody has that. And then they went on a spaceship, and Mark Hamill was sitting on the moon. Like the and, Mark Hamill? Yeah, the Mark Hamill. The Mark Hamill doesn't know any German, so he's just like shrugging and gesticulating a lot. <laughs> and then, um, uh, let's see. Oh, and then there was like an advertisement for like Chewbacca chewing gum. Like, everybody was, like, inside a spaceship. Darth Vader was there. Luke was there. Han Solo was there. Wait, Darth Vader was there? What? Yeah, Darth Vader. Everybody was pissed off. But then Chewbacca came in and offered everybody gum, and then they weren't pissed off anymore. Sounds great. Yeah, it was good. Wow, these kids are wearing <laughs> such cool underwear. Check it out. Look at my undies. Wow, that's a whole leotard. That's not even just underwears. Yeah, pull this up a little higher, kids. Get them up to your armpits. Wow. R2 and C3PO fully endorse these underoos. Oh, you get a coupon! Star Wars underoos available now. So we just have left the space dive. We were there for, you know, three hours-ish. What are your, what is your report on the space dive, Joanna? This is like what's cool about Detroit. Okay, so like I am by no means like a, like a cool, hip, like underground person. First of all, I'm 32 years old. Second of all, like I was always square. All right, so I'm not like a, like, like cool. I don't want you to get the impression that I'm cool. If you, if anybody tells you I'm cool, they're, they're lying. You tell them to shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. But, um, but. But this is what Detroit is good for, is that like it's got like a cool like underground sort of scene to it. Um, like when we used to go to that movie theater and they would just like project movies on the side of a building and you'd sit in lawn chairs and like eat hot dogs and drink beer and stuff. Um, this is like kind of an underground feel to it. Like th there is no better place to replicate a dive bar space dive bar a space dive bar then Detroit it's awesome it's awesome it was really really fun there are people of all ages all different costumes I think it speaks a lot to the how well established the Star Wars aesthetic is the fact that they were able to just say dress Star Wars and everybody who showed up looked like they fit like it was really yeah, great yeah. and um, oh we, we got to see um, the, the Twi'lek 
girls dance mm -hmm. some twilight dancer girls um they kissed at the end which was you know very um very cheeky and risque and, 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 risque and alluring to I me make sure they're not slaves, and though. oh they didn't look like they looked like they were having fun especially when they smooched and we got to watch you know a few more star wars um related things mostly advertisements for the mandalorian and they had a band playing like the cantina song and they, had they these... were basically like a star wars version of daft punk they were wearing like the star wars outfits uh, wow this is um very flooded i don't think you can go this way that is one of the Your other that is, that, is, that is that is one of the other joys of being in detroit is that they will just randomly have this this bridge underpass that is entirely flooded with several feet of water and they just put a cone there and they're like don't don't go this way and they just kind of have to trust people not to do it because they don't have the staff to spare to watch over it so you know um so we can't go that way <laughs> Yeah. Not that there's any indication except that lone cone. <laughs> so we're going to try and find another way. Turns anyway. Out that, like, urban blight and abandoned buildings make for a pretty fun little artsy area. Is what do. Joanne's trying to get at here. It allows a lot of opportunity in these big empty buildings to have these kooky events like Space Dive that other cities probably couldn't do without paying a lot of money. And Detroit is like, yes, please. Oh my God, please pay us for this abandoned building. Yes, $5. $5 will do. $2.50. Like, Man, please. we'll pay you to have a Space Dive. We'll pay dive. you to have a Space Dive. Absolutely. So, you know, it's cool stuff in Detroit. It's real, real cheap, guys. Any of you guys who are out there, like, you know, poo pooing the Midwest, come out here. You can go see an underground metal show and, and go to a Star Wars dive bar one night, like twelve dollars, like max. Well, okay, it was like twenty-five to get into that Star Wars bar, but still. But to be fair. But to be fair, but it was that was like pretty plush in terms of underground Detroit events. Detroit, Detroit, everybody, come to Detroit, please come, please come. We we need it, please come. And um, I don't recall what I was saying. Oh yes, I do. So um, one of the best things they had there was they had a hot dog and quesadilla stand, and the guy would just kind of like eyeball how much he thought it would. Cost cost so he'd just like take a look at the hot dog and be like yeah i think that's about two dollars he'd take a look at the quesadilla and be like that's a five dollar quesadilla he also gave us a bun for free he just gave it to me so i don't know what you're gonna do with it but he didn't know what we're gonna do with it well sir we're probably going to eat it like i'm not going to insert it in a hole well, into my anus like we're probably gonna eat it there were a lot of weird aliens there's a lot of weird aliens there's just a lot of weird people generally in detroit uh what i'm saying is this star wars dive bar was great it was a rousing so, success i mean like it's not disney world because like disney world has like eight bajillion dollars i mean they're basically like a small nation's economy unto themselves not even small like medium size but if if you are looking for that kind of like star wars feel on a budget and you just want to be like really impressed by the kind of diy gumption that detroit has and you want to drink a lot of blue milk for not that much money then detroit's the place this destination i'd recommend it uh come out may the 4th just yeah. dive bar uh this is our sign off as we drive home on our hyper route back to the chelsea system in again our starship the civic duty um, and we'll catch up with you later, Hobwalks. Alright, see you later, Ebits. May the 4th be with you. Bye-bye. Wow, Joanna. We said some stuff, huh? Man, we said some stuff. We drank some stuff. We watched some stuff. We saw two, uh, Twi'lek dancers kiss. Yeah. And, um, to the thunderous applause from the male clientele. I was given a free hot dog bun. It was a fun time. We had a good time. Again, we rated it on our recording, but... 
if you have something going on near a place like this, go to it. What's stopping you? Go Check it, it out. It, costumes are required, but get those them together and go to it because it's very cool. And I think more places should have things like this, especially if you're in the Detroit area. Go to stuff like this. It's good for the city. It's fun for everybody. Do it. Do it. Should we get back to our worst name? All right, let's get back to it. I need to see who won. We're in the top half now. Let's dive in. Number 14, Perry the Winkle Boy. Perry the Winkle Boy, a character from a poem in The Adventures of Tom Bombadil. Yes. He befriended a troll and kept having tea at the troll's house until he got so fat that his waistcoat burst. His waistcoat? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it was his best one. His waistcoat, right? I, I don't know. I think that's what a waistcoat is. A waistcoat? Waistcoat, waistcoat. I think It's my waistcoat. I, I put it on this morning. It's my waistcoat. Also, his head got fat too, I guess, because he couldn't wear hats anymore. That's called, like, encephalitis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he had some kind of a brain bleed going on there, but all right. Water on the brain, Perry. Operation. So, yeah, so that's Perry the Winkle Boy. What nice thing do you have to say about Perry the Winkle Boy? I think it's very nice that he reached across the aisle (laughs) to befriend a troll. That he was willing to Mm -hmm, befriend a troll. mm -hmm. That he saw the goodness on the inside of the troll and not the ugliness on the outside. And he was willing to dine with the troll, even though trolls notoriously don't wash their hands when they're cooking. One thing nice thing about him, too, I will say this, uh, as far as the worst name challenge goes, he's the highest ranked person who only didn't even make it one week. Wow. He got knocked out almost immediately, but he he didn't even last a single week. He didn't win any weeks. All right. I guess that's a good thing to say. he got all the way up to number 14 on this list. So Wow. So whoever beat Perry the Winkle Boy must have been a real banger. He's in the the top half. He beat Darth Millennial. He beat Jert. He he beat Effentmon. He beat Knob. Wow. Perry the Winkle Boy did some numbers in this poll. I I mean, the big thing about this, I realize, is just who you're matched up against. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, you could have thrown literally the best person ever during Teleporno. And I would have lost tele- it. Ter- Teleporno's reign, and you would have lost easily. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Perry the Winkle Boy. You could literally have had a character called, like, Butthole. And I think Teleporno would have won. And Teleporno probably would have won. And so, I mean, you say that there, yeah, there probably is a character called Butthole. But it's like, B apostrophe, U, or H-U-T, and last name. Like H-A-O-L. Yeah. Butthole. 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 I'm an alien and I fly a spaceship. I fly it with my bat howl. My bat howl. <laughs> oh, quality programming as ever. Number 13. Bat howl. No, sorry. <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker. Okay, so that one is genuine. Uh, Let's make an evil clone of Luke Skywalker. How can we differentiate him from the original? We'll put an extra U in the first name, which when you say it, is probably not going to differentiate him <laughs> from Luke Skywalker at all. You'll have to be, people be like, Luke Skywalker? No, Luke, Luke. No, look. And they just have to write it out on a whiteboard. Yeah. So like, see, there's two U's. The, it's a different guy. Yeah, he's a clone created by a dark Jedi to... Make Luke be bad. He's cloned from a hand. I think it would have been really funny if they like opened up the cloning chamber and it was just more hands, hands, like just a bunch of hands, or a man man entirely made of hands, a man-sized hand, man-sized hand. If you remember in the story that we found out later, he was killed by Mara Jade, which completed her mind hypnotism from Palpatine to kill Luke Skywalker. Well, huh? Well, then he really did Luke a solid. So in a way, that's a good thing. So actually, that's pretty good, Luke. Yeah, I was gonna say the good thing about him, like he didn't ask to be created. He didn't. He didn't ask to be cloned from a, a man's hand. Her man Hannah made evil. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. By dying, he helped a friend. Yeah. Mara Jade. Not a friend, but you know. Not not his friend. Other people's he, friend. Helped someone who was not created from a hand. Yeah. Who had a life. Who And therefore was more important. And there was more important. <laughs> Cosmically. I am putting values on people's lives. So who's next? Number 12. Chica Chubb. Oh, Chica got that high, huh? Yeah, dude. 
I'm a little bit surprised. Me too. But, uh, okay, so Chica Chubb was the daughter of the head of the Chubb family. As her, I know, as her family name would have become lost after her marriage to Bingo Baggins, her offspring got a hyphenated last name, Chubb Baggins. So their son Falco was the first to bear that name. He was also the first to ensure that Alice was Clar der Commissar. Ha! Oh, Chica Chubb. Chica Chubb. Chica Chubb. What I would say about Chica Chubb is, you know, sometimes Chica's fine. Sometimes you just get stuck with a last name that probably wasn't originally embarrassing. Yeah. And now it is. Now it's really embarrassing. And what can you do about that? Yeah. It's like all those people who have the last name but. Like, I know, they can't it's a real help. last name. It's a real last name. They can't help that their last name is but. Yeah, I agree. I think she had a lot of hardship because of that name, but she came out stronger for it. She did. And... Like she's a name. wife, she's a mother, she live, laugh, loves. I like her name because you can say it like Chicka Khan. Chicka Chop. Chicka Chop. Chicka Chop. Chicka Chop. Chicka Chop. Chicka Chop. Bebo Bo. Chicka Chop. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Who's next? Number 11. Daddy Two Foot. Daddy Two Foot. All right. Awesome. So, Daddy Two Foot lived in a hole on Bagshot Row in Hobbiton, right next door to Hamfast Gamgee and his family. So, this was Sam's. Neighbor, presumably the entire time he was growing up, was Daddy Two Foot. Daddy Two Foot. Daddy Two Foot was a regular at the Ivy Bush Inn, where he was uh, one particular evening in mm-hmm. the Third Age 3001, when Hamfast Gamgee entertained his fellow patrons with his knowledge of bag end and, quote, mad baggins. During the conversation, Daddy showed some disdain for Bucklanders, considering them <laughs> peculiar strangers. Uh, as for why he was called Daddy Two Foot, I don't know. Maybe there was another guy called Daddy who was like an amputee. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to distinguish them. Daddy, daddy two one foot, daddy, daddy one foot. foot, yeah. And there's daddy another guy, congenital, congenital birth defect, daddy three foot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's daddy two foot. I also have a really good picture of him from a video game. Oh, he looks looks like, like Larry David. <laughs> Doesn't he a little bit? <laughs> he really does. Ryan, can you put in the song? Oh, I don't understand these Bucklanders. They're so weird. I mean, uh, They're peculiar strangers. I'm just wandering like, around and saying awkward things to Bucklanders. Uh. <laughs> yeah, one thing I'll say about Daddy Two Foot. He looks like Larry David, and his name sounds like it could be an old jazz man. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Daddy Two Daddy Foot. That is pretty cool. Because I play the bass with two feet. Yeah. Daddy Two Foot. That is cool. Um, one, The good thing I will say about him is that he's understated white person racist. Rather oh, than yeah. killing people racist. He just, I mean, against other white people. Yeah, which is like... The best kind of racism. The best, the best case scenario for racism. What's next? Now we're in the top ten. Top ten worst names of the worst name challenge Thunderdome. All right, so who's it going to be? Number ten. Fatty Lumpkin. Fatty Lumpkin. Oh, this was the first one I ever put up for the worst and name he's, challenge. He's our first champion. He's our Memories. first race to the rafters. He was. He was. It's hard to beat Fatty Lumpkin. Fatty Lumpkin was Tom Bombadil's pony. Fatty Lumpkin was rarely ridden by Tom, presumably because he was too out of shape to carry him very far. Aww. He was a chubby little guy. Chubby little pony. He, who, who was fat shamed even in his name. But you know what? I'm going to harken back to what I said many, many months ago. Um, my good thing about Fatty Lumpkin is that if he's fat, it's because Tom Bombadil is overfeeding him because Tom Bombadil is his owner. So, what's your good thing about Fatty Lumpkin? I can just imagine him, like, big old, like, doofy Tommy, like, Bombadum Dillo on his back, and then, like, fat little Tom just kind of trundling along, just going, you know, you know, just trundling. Trolling around. Trolling around. And it's like, I'm doing my dilly dilly doy. Fatty Lumpkin is like, 
Give me cancer now, God. He <laughs> turns the camera and goes, it's a living. I'm so glad that he got into the top ten. He, deser- he deserves it. I think you know what? She deserves it. She? I don't know. That's just like an internet thing. <laughs> is yeah, that, is this a girl pony? You know, fa- fa- only Fatty could answer that question for okay, you. I'll ask him. Moving on up. Number nine. Ugg Slap. Ugg Slap. All right. I really like him. Yeah, I love Ugg Slap. Ugg Slap personally is probably like one of the names that makes me laugh the hardest. So, okay, Ugg Slap. Okay, so when I first put this name up, I didn't research him like at all. I'm just yeah. like, he's an orc. His name is Ugg Slap. But no, did you know that he is the orc that falls with Bilbo down into the chasm and then Gollum kills and eats him? Oh, that's Ugg Slap. So, yeah, so born in an unknown year in the Third Age, Ugg Slap was one of the illegitimate offspring of Ulgrod. King of Goblin Town. Okay, now hold the phone. I wasn't aware that orcs had legitimate offspring. Are you telling me well, maybe, that they get married? Maybe goblins. Are you do. telling me that they have affairs? He's a goblin. Like, are you telling me seriously? Telling me that like they they like have vows, and when they father children outside those vows, it is an illegitimate child, a bastard son who can never inherit the throne. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, well, that's what this seems to be saying too, because it says after growing up, Ugslap became one of the gate guards at the Goblin Gate. In Third Age 2941, after the goblins captured Thorin and company, he attacked Bilbo while he was trying to escape Goblin Town. Just as he jumped on the Hobbit, he fell off the platform with him, and they were both knocked out for nearly an hour. When Ugslap was trying to wake up, he was later killed by Gollum. That's a very weird last sentence. Trying to wake up. <laughs> he was trying to wake up. When he was trying to wake up, he was later killed by Gollum. Not that great writing. It muddles the chronology a little bit. Um, but yeah, he was trying his hardest to wake up. And that's the good thing I'm going to say about him is that he tried really hard to wake up. So that's Ugslap. Who's Ugg next? Ugslap. Number eight. I'm a gun die. I'm a gun die is, I knew it would be pretty high up there. So I'm a gun die. He was kind of, he got slept on actually. He was one that was beaten by Fatty Lumpkin. So was he? Yes, yes. I'm a gun, remember you had to call your mom because it was a tie? That's right. And my mom picked, so, you know, that, that's really my mom's fault. Truly your mother's fault. He Happy was, Mother's Day. <laughs> he was a Jedi from the Clone Wars who died. Yeah. Therefore. I mean, fulfilling the prophecy. That I'm, a, pre- I'm a gun die. He was a Nikto. Uh, do you remember? Those are some of the, the the guards on the on the slave barge. Yes. And he died on Ryloth, helping the Twi'leks. Well, the good thing I'm going to say about him is that his parents set an agenda for him from the moment they, they named him, and he fulfilled it. I mean, I guess if you were going to do that, you could name any baby I'm going to die. Everyone's going to die someday. Death yeah. is certain. Aren't we all I'm going to die? I think so. We're all I'm going to die. So what can you say nice thing about I mean, that's your nice thing. That's my nice thing about him. Is that his parents set an agenda and he followed through? What a good son. Good job. Uh, I'm a gun die. I'm a gun die. I'm a gun die. Number seven. <laughs> oh, that dude. <laughs> so this is. This is the Tusken Raider that knocks down Luke in A New Hope. His name is literally what he says. He's like a Pokemon. He goes <laughs> over Luke, and that's his name. Cool. He was the chief of the Tusken Raiders because, of course, every character that shows up on screen has to be very important. Yeah. Um. There's never any soldiers. There's only generals. Pretty much. Unless you watch the Clone Wars, there's some episodes that just follow like a platoon of clones around. Really? That are pretty cool, actually. All right. He's adept at marksmanship and hunting and good with a gaffy stick. Cool. But did it split in two? He was no whore. No whore indeed. Mm, well, okay. The good thing I'll say about him is you can never have that awkward situation with him where he's like, hey, Joanna. And you're like, hey, 
you and you can't really remember his name, he's gonna come up to you and he's gonna go, ur, 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 and you'll be like, oh, that's right, this guy. That's you, yeah. That's ur, 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 ur. That's my buddy, ur, ur, ur. Again, that's spelled U R O R R U R apostrophe R apostrophe R. Neat! Yep. So good job, ur, ur, ur. you got top number seven. Proud of him. So we're getting close to the top here. Number six. Doof and Dork. Oh, Doof and Dork. The goofus and gallant of the Tolkien so universe. that is our second orc in the top ten, if you count Ugg Slap. Well, orcs do have, like, objectively shitty names, so I'm not entirely surprised. Doof and Dork are prime examples. So Doof and Dork were two orcs that appeared in a non-canonical play <laughs> adaptation of The Hobbit. So we're digging deep here. Doof and Dork were orc guards who watched over three dwarf prisoners, Gloin, Bombur, and Thorin. They were aggressive and got into a fight over a sandwich. In the fight, <laughs> Dork was knocked unconscious by Doof. Dork was also one of the goblins to participate in the Battle of Five Armies, where he was killed. Oh, no. So he got knocked unconscious over a sandwich. The good thing I'm going to say is going to be about Doof. Okay. He knows what he wants and he goes for it, and he will literally knock his coworker unconscious for a Reuben. So I respect <laughs> that. What about you? I respect that, too. Um, I respect Doof and Dork because they're the, the gallant brother. They're the mystical brothers, Goofus and Gallant, Doof and Dork. They I think, are. I think you could make a really good spinoff about them, some non-canonical spinoff about Doof and Dork, the orcs. Um, they're like twin stars orbiting each other. And again, like Chica Chub, that's a name you have to live and overcome as the name Dork. And Doof as well, like... You know. Like, what were you thinking? What were their parents thinking? Maybe they real? were thinking, these babies are dumb as hell. Well, that's almost like a nerd. Yeah. Oh, dork. So who's next? All right. Number five. Top five. The fifth number is Groin. All right. Gro- groin is a hard one to be. I knew from the beginning that Groin would be a yeah, hard one to groin be. Yeah, Groin got voted out after pretty, only two pretty weeks. Pretty early, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Darth Icky knocked him. Darth Icky. Uh, okay, okay. I think Groin is... That's a bad name. A little bit of a worse name than Darth Icky. But then again, Darth Icky, if you take the backstory into account, is pretty embarrassing. So tell us about Groin. All right. Well, Groin was Gimli's grandfather. However, despite being grandfather to one of the most famous dwarves of all time and father to one almost as famous, a.k.a. Gimli's dad, Gloin, we know almost nothing about Groin, though with a name like that, who really needs an introduction? I think he speaks for himself. Yeah. Can you imagine the cojones on that guy? Like, he's got to just be walking around just like... Yeah, I mean, like, the friction is going to start a fire. That's how big they are. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking not, about I'm balls. Not being, I'm not being gross. You're being gross. Well, yeah. I just feel like in dwarf culture, like, in human culture, be like... <laughs> but in dwarf culture, be like, yeah, my name's Groin. You know what I'm named after. Look at this. Uh, There's you know. only one guy tougher than him in town, and that's my buddy Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Number four. Merp Merp Poo. Oh, man. I'm surprised Merp Merp Poo didn't take it. The last name introduced in the worst name challenge before Joanna decided, nope, I can't fight this person. They are way too intense. Way too powerful. They are Lothario Smurg of the Quenk jazz scene. And it's a lady, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. She hosted the annual Vector Day parties at the Boulder Dash Terrarium. And many celebrities such as DeSolgia Twang, Rusko Snout, and Tyrius Black and White attended these functions. Tyrius Black and White? Yeah. Oh, them. Remember Pooh was from a book called Monsters and Aliens from George Lucas, where- So this is canonical then. George Lucas made it up. It's a non-canonical appearance because not all of them were explicitly Star Wars creatures. But it says by George Lucas. Well, he came up with all those stories and he got ILM guys to draw the pictures. And it's a pretty entertaining book. I kind of want to buy it. Remember Pooh is one of those. Cool. 
What do you have nice to say about Mur Mur Poo? Um, jeez. I mean, it sounds like she made a career for herself. I mean, she, honestly, if you know Risco Snote and Soldier Twang, you're an influencer. Yeah, I think she was a social media influencer. I think she was a social media maven. Uh, and by social media influencer, I mean a shell. Like, I think she shelled for makeup companies. But hey, girl, hashtag girl boss, hashtag you do boss. you. Awesome. Yeah, I got invited to do Quink Jazz over at Firefest. Yeah! <laughs> Look at this sandwich they gave me. I don't even have a mouth. I can't eat it. Hope a doof doesn't take it from me. And she was knocked unconscious. Right. Who's next? Top three. Number three. We just mentioned him. Darth, Darth Icky. Icky. Oh, boy. Darth Icky. Now, he's not technically a character. Well, he's a character that existed briefly in, in, a, in a boardroom meeting. Yes. He, the suggested Sith name for the main character of The Force Unleashed, whose name is Starkiller, when the developers asked George, what can we call him as a Sith? And he said, well, I got two names for you. Darth Insanius and Darth Icky. And they said, he's going to make a Starkiller in this one. <laughs> you know what? We just changed the plot of our game. Yeah. Dar what is there to say about Darth Icky? I mean, I guess the best thing about him is that he doesn't actually exist and never has. That is a nice thing to say. That is a nice thing to say. That's one of the nicer things people say about me. It's probably one of the <laughs> nicest Sith names. I've heard, like, as far as, like, if you think about most Sith names, you're like, Darth Tyrannus and, and Darth Plagueis. And like, they're Dar so awful. Darth like, Maul. They sound like real bad guys. Like, they're really gonna kill you. But this guy, he's just a bit, he's kind of a cootie kid. He's kind of, like, sticky. He like, doesn't, he's yeah. randomly sticky all He the doesn't time. wash his hands. He'll have a popsicle and have, like, a ring of blue popsicle crowd all over his yeah. mouth and like, stuff. Oh, guys, like guys, become sticky icky now. Oh, uh, sticky icky. Yeah, that's that's a different him. kind of icky. That's I right. think of that, like, fungal disease that fish get. Oh, yeah. Ick. Ick, yeah. That's what I think. I think of a guy who's, Ooh. he's like a fish who has a fungal disease. Darth Icky, good job. Number two. It was a big fight for the number two. Let me tell you, it was close. Jedi Master Soon Bates. Oh, God. See, now that I would be shocked if it wasn't in the top two. Master Bates. Master, Jedi Master Bates. Jedi Master Bates. Was a Clone Wars Jedi who hung out with Mace Windu and Bail Organa and was killed by General Grievous. He was a one-off character in a comic book where the writer thought that I'll give him a placeholder name, I'll change it later. The editor probably told me to change it. And the editor did not catch the it. The editor did not catch it. It went to print as Jedi Master Soon Bates. Do you think the author was like, oh my god. I think he. I think it became a big funny joke in their office. Yes. I don't think he got in trouble for it. Well, I hope not. Because I, it was really on his editor. Jedi Master Soon Bates. Just a human, like a, like he's got kind of like some grain hairs. He's like a friendly old man. Um, oh, he doesn't deserve a name like that. He looks nice. You should see how he cranks his hog. Um, I I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> when you say should, do you mean? He's a really bad drawing of him. What is that? <laughs> that doesn't look at all like the first guy. In fact, it doesn't look at all like a reasonable thing that like should... Okay, he's with Yoda. Yoda doesn't look like Yoda either. <laughs> no, Yoda looks it's like really... a melted candle of Yoda. That's very bad. Here's him getting killed. <laughs> no, masturbate! His dying words are... Urk! That's also the sound he makes when he cranks his hog. Oh, please no. Please no. Please no. Master Bates. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, cool. What do I have to say nice about him? I mean, he looks like a nice man. He looks like a nice man. I think the story of background is very funny. I think he had a... He was meant to die. It's kind of like I'm a gun die. Was to make a character. Give him, give him a goofy name. I think it would have been great if, like... The Winds of Fortune made him, like, end up being a super important character. I would have loved that. If he was, that would have like, been great. If he had entire novels, like the, the Bates Chronicles. And yes, like... yes! Yeah. I think it would have been great if he his partner, like his Padawan, yeah. was, like, a Jedi called Bake. And oh. so then we could have, like, Bake and Bait. 
Bacon bait. <laughs> have you heard of bacon and baiting? Yeah, I have. You can guess what it is. <laughs> so I was going to say maybe he has a little friend named Tackle. So it's bait and, and tackle. tackle. I feel like that would almost save it. Almost, but, also, that's but also, not really. That's also slang for, for your you balls. Know. You know. Yeah, your genitals. Sorry, Master Ooh, Bates, but you got the second worst no. name in our worst name challenge. Congratulations. Number one. The one we've all been waiting for. One that you've probably saying, when is he coming up? When is he coming up? When is it going to happen? Waiting for it to happen. That's right, friends. Number one, worst name on the worst name challenge is Teleporno. See, I knew the moment, the moment, Ryan, the very exact moment that you announced the worst name challenge, that was the first name that came to mind. I knew that eventually I would have to deploy the weapon of mass destruction that is Teleporno. Now, for those of you who have forgotten, um, Teleporno was actually the original name of Celeborn, i.e. Galadriel's mm, husband yes. in the Forest of Lothlorien. Very, very unfortunately, this is one instance we're talking changed the, his wording or indeed his his name to, to be something less embarrassing teleporno teleporno what does that mean silver tall silver, silver tall. tall so you know Caliborn is uh the same meaning except just a slightly different dialect of elvish and so tolkien decided to go with that instead of teleporno and i have regretted it ever since <laughs> so you're saying there's a group of elves who never want to say someone's tall they call them porno Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, because Tolkien didn't know what gay was until 20, and so I'm assuming did not know what porno was. If they called it porno back then, they might have just called it pornography or indeed indecent material. Well, it begs the question, is there a science of tall things in elf culture called pornography? I don't know. Is there a science of tall things in English? What would the science of tall things be? Altology. Oh. the Latin roots. Oh, good job, Ryan. Thank good you. job. So yeah, I bet there was pornography as the study of tall things. Now, as soon as you announced this this challenge, I knew that I would have to deploy him eventually. I just had to pick my moment. And uh, I can't remember what moment I picked. You deployed him to... Against Darth Icky. Darth Icky. And sure enough, Teleporno stomped Darth Icky quite well. Darth Icky had won twice. I did not foresee being able to beat him the third time around unless I deployed Teleporno, and I sure did. And Teleporno got raised into the rafters, and now he is the worst name of all the worst names. Both Tolkien and Star Wars, he is the worst. Yes. So we can say definitively the worst name in Tolkien is Teleporno. The worst name in Star Wars is Master Bates. About what I expected. Pretty good results, I would say. Now, you said there were some surprises? Uh, just part of the quiz is you could put in which name you consider to be the worst, which name you personally consider to be the best. Of. And so, as far as the worst names goes, obviously, uh, Teleporno and Master Bates had the most votes. They tied. Yep. Some interesting ones in here. Somebody thought Daddy Two-Foot was the worst name. Really? Couple, they hated it that one much. Shaggy got a couple votes. <laughs> uh, Fatty Lumpkin. Okay, yeah, yeah. Darth Millennial. Darth Millennial, sure. Yeah, those are bad. So that was kind of surprising. I surprised some of these guys thought these were the worst. As far as the best names in the list, again, Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Knocked it out of the party. Whipped ass. Not the most. Again, not so surprising. Ratbag got a couple votes. Darth Millennial got some votes too. Some effing mon. People liked it. They thought it was one of the best. That's how he got bumped so low on the list. He got is one of the best names. Really. Again, um, I'm not sure if they... Well, okay, maybe they caught the Elephant Mon connection and they were like, that's very clever. Now, Darth Millennial has a friend in this in that uh, Fatty Lumpkin, 
Both of them got votes for worst names and also votes for best names. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of a cute name if you, like, divorce it from any meaning. Yeah. In those phonemes, and you just look at it like from a purely sound standpoint, it's kind of cute. It also means I made my horse fat and then made fun of him for being fat in his name. Yep. Now, these answers typed in were, I weighed them very heavily as far as point numbers go. Yes. So that's why some of these, these things had a big effect. That's why uh, Effent Mon is so low. That's why Knob is so low. Like, people thought they were good. People said Knob was the best name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a little bit nondescript, but all right. Yeah, Fatty Lumpkin could have been hired. People not thought he was the best, but also thought he was the worst, so it canceled it out. Now some runner-up prizes. I kind of looked at the results and kind of looked at the just the main votes, not from the ones you type in. Yes. And we had a few names that kind of stood out to me. So the most mediocre, this one got the most, we had three choices on the poll. It was one of the worst, mediocre, or not bad, actually. Okay. The one people thought was the most mediocre was I'm a gun die. Really? He had the most mediocre That's results. a mediocre name? Yeah, you got the most. I mean, to me, results. a media a mediocre name is like Braden, Jade, and Caden, like any of that. Right. But 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 I'm a gun die. I think if I met somebody called I'm gonna die, my first thought wouldn't be huh, mediocre name. Yeah, I think I I know it was surprising. Okay. Uh, the most who got not bad actuallys was Kirk Windjammer. Because Kirk Windjammer is a sick. He name. actually had more than uh, Slacious Crumb. Like oh really? It's not bad actuallys, but Slacious Crumb's. Uh, the write-in vote is what got him over the edge. Now, I think I would actually, like, if I had a child and I immediately passed out because, like, I had lost a lot of blood because maternal care is not that great in the United States, actually, for a developed country. Okay, so let's say that happened. Yeah, let's say that happened. Um, but then I woke up. They revived me. They restarted my heart. And uh, you had named the baby Kirk Windjammer? Yeah. I would be like, that's okay. But I, I wouldn't, I would, my one caveat would be like, we can't just call him Kirk. It has to be Kirk Windjammer. You have to say the whole thing. Kirk Windjammer. Kirk Windjammer. Your middle name Windjammer? Yeah. It's not a bad name. Not bad. If you want to be like a, like an extreme sports guy. It's a not bad, name. actually. If you want to be like a, like a, like a parasailor or something. Yeah. The definitely one of the worst. This one got the most, one of the worst votes. And that was Darth Icky. Uh huh. He actually got a few more votes than Teleporno is one of the worst. Then why did Teleporno win? Because he had the write-in vote. Ah. Nobody said that Darth Dickey was their very worst name. Okay. So. They just said one of the worst. Yeah. Got it. So people really thought Darth Dickey was bad. So there were people who didn't think Teleporno was one of the worst names? He actually had, a, he had at least a couple votes that were not that bad, actually. Those people were having a laugh. I agree. Those Did anybody say that for Master Bates? Yes, actually. Those people were definitely having Those a laugh. Those people did not read it out loud. Yeah. yeah. Or think about it very hard. Right. The most divisive, this is the one who had the equal number of not-bads to one of the worst. Yeah. Like, no mediocre votes. Right. And that was whore. What? Whore was the whore? most divisive vote. So nobody thought whore was mediocre. They either thought it was great or trash. Yeah, or at least not that bad or one of the worst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, whore. Okay. That surprised me. So if you name your kid whore, you have a 50-50 chance that someone will think that's great. I think another one you have to read out loud. Yeah, probably. I think a lot of these are, are audio mediums. Yeah. Again, you, but you look at it. It looks really gormless. It looks bad. Yeah. It's a bad looking name as well as a bad sounding name. And now the last one I kind of came up with was the most even results. They, they had the one that had the most even results between not bad actually, mediocres, and one of the worst. Got it. And that was Chica Chubb. Really? She's the most, got the most average results. She's the most even. People are, are very, it's a very mixed bag on her. I think she's just like one of the most average characters. She's a, she's a, a wife and a mother and participates in agricultural activities and doesn't really go anywhere or have any adventures or do anything that Tolkien bothered to note. And so. one of these, and, and as far as these names go, she's considered to be, you know, just 
some people think she's the worst. Some people think she's the best. Some people think she's just okay. Okay. Not very device, not divisive in that way, but just kind of like level, level, just just really even keel. That's our chica chub. Yeah, very even keel. And I will say that the lowest number, like the, which category had the least number, was uh, one of the worst. So people thought she was okay. All right, great, good for her. So yeah, that is uh, that wraps up our our worst name challenge, Underdome Spectacular. Thank you for participating. We did need another hero, actually, and that hero was you. Thank you, hero, who actually participated in the poll that I sent out. Now, we're going to have to come up with another game. I got ideas. We'll talk about it off the air. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back to our regular schedule pretty soon, I think. We've had a busy couple of weeks, so apologies for the late... Or, sorry, not apologies, but thank you for your patience. Yeah. You don't apologize for stuff. You say thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your patience. So thank you for your patience. Also, thank you for visiting us online at www.whatslightsabersprecious.com or for emailing us at whatslightsabersprecious at gmail.com. We're on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Look us up. If you don't like social media, <laughs> we don't either. But, you know. I said Instagram. We're not on Instagram. We're on, we, we're on Facebook. Yeah. We're on Twitter. Look us up. So we will talk to you when we make a new episode. All right. Later, Hotbox. Later, Ebits. We don't need another hero.